Welcome to the third instalment of the Lou and Gav Conversations with Lou and Gav No, it's Conversations in the Hip Hop Conversations in Hip Hop, yeah I feel like I should start the whole thing again But stuff it, we're rolling now So, a lot's happened When's the last recording? It was July July, it's becoming a monthly podcast It was something like the 18th of July A lot's happened A lot of it we're not going to discuss Because... It's already been discussed by so many different people. So we're going to have our own little topic of things, as always. Some of it is to do with things that have happened, and some of it is not. But enjoy all the same. Anyway, the first point, Lou, what are we going to tackle first? Do you want to go straight into I R. think R. we should go into R. Kelly. So R. R. Kelly, controversial figure. Yes. I think his personal life sounds like it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. Now, some people have gone as far as boycotting R. Kelly, yes. and not just people, platforms. Yeah. So places like Spotify won't put him in their curated playlists. Uh, people weren't playing when they're out. Yeah. So one of my questions was, how far does a boycott go? Because R. Kelly is a very talented person. Yes. He's produced and wrote songs. So when you're boycotting someone, how far do you go? Do you boycott everything they do every facet of their life or is it just them directly and what's the what's the idea behind the boycott as well I don't know I guess the idea behind the boycott is to say that we don't tolerate it and um, yeah just we don't tolerate it and we're not going to buy his music because essentially you're funding his pursuits but I think the boycott would make sense if he would, was proven guilty that's the, the that's the other side of the coin. He's not been proven guilty of a single thing. So that's the difficult point. See, and we, we've had this conversation before. We've brushed across it, where we sort of say that there's no smoke without fire, and this looks like a pretty big house fire at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the fire brigade outside. There is that much smoke. It's a big fire. It's but a nothing's big, big proven. Fire. Nothing is proven. And and Thriller is still a big selling album, is it not? Michael yeah, Jackson's Thriller. Exactly. I think the thing is with R. Kelly is the fact that he's continuing to put these references in his music despite all the rumours as people going, okay, nah, yeah, that ain't yeah. right. What I'm listening to is now not... What gave him the inspiration to write the songs may not be as innocent as we once thought. The interesting thing is, he doesn't seem to have toned it down. No, he doesn't. I think he's got worse, actually. In fact, yeah. his last album cover was pretty pretty racy, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it a lot of women just in their underwear? <laughs> just like... In fact, wasn't one of his albums called Black Panties? <laughs> <laughs> so he isn't, he isn't playing any games, and I think that's rubbing people up the wrong way. Okay, controversial thought. If he's innocent, though, why should, why should he tone it down? He shouldn't. By toning it down, that's almost an admission of guilt. It is. And if he turned it down, the people that are boycotting him wouldn't notice anyway because they're not listening to his music. Yeah, exactly. So just keep doing what you're doing. I think... I mean... I think there's a big emphasis on guilt until proven innocent. Yeah, guilty till proven innocent. That's a big thing at the moment. And the trendy thing to do is the masses are boycotting him, so therefore yeah, I yeah. will boycott him. And I've stopped listening to his music, personally. Well, and it's pur- not purposely, like, you'll, you'll come across him in a playlist or you'll be like oh I won't play this or yeah like I like um, 
up in the club. I like up in the Marcus Houston tune. I like that tune. Yeah. And there's a lot of Ico tunes, Step in the Name of Love, but I, if the tune comes on, I'll go, nah, because I just, I just think now, maybe <laughs> the inspiration's come from something else. But that's weird. And maybe I'm jumping on the hype because there was the whole thing about Aaliyah. Yeah, years ago that, that was you might think was, but I was cooler but maybe it's because I was younger and I didn't know as much then I was a bit more impressionable I don't know I think before the internet that was just a rumour though yes. I think since the internet's come along for people who don't know what we're talking about R. Kelly married Aaliyah when she was 15 yeah. they forged her um, date of birth got married Yes. and I think their marriage got annulled Yeah. Um, the controversial the- thing was he was her mentor so it wasn't just a genuine connection he was around her yeah. Um, so bit, yeah, abusive power. Well, yes, and apparently the wedding certificate is like online. You can see it. Oh, okay. So. So yeah, apparently. I think since the arrival or the um, greater use of the internet, people have become aware of that type of thing. Yes, and we now move in more social groups, which is why you have this boycott of R. Kelly. It wouldn't have been like this years ago. No, pr- no, probably not. Because you can go on Twitter now and see, you know, the girlfriend apparently that's been stranded in his house for the past 15 oh, years yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You can see all that sort of stuff. Um, again, we don't know what's true and what's not true. The internet is so factual in some areas and in other areas, it just really screws up with the truth. It does. I think personally, though, I haven't stopped listening to his music. Okay. If anything, sometimes I go back and listen on purpose just to remind myself how talented he is yes and I think that's the way to be because at some point with, with so many different artists you can judge them on things that they've done uh-huh. I mean you, we still both listen to Chris Brown and yeah. he's been proven to have had domestic abuse yeah we listen to people that have been former drug dealers whether it's proven or not the fact that they celebrate drug culture in their hip hop is not <laughs> or good or people who were proven not to be drug dealers but then rap <laughs> about it anyway <laughs> shout out to Rosé um, I think we've mentioned Rick Ross in every podcast probably admittedly it's only Rick Ross free, and Jay-Z but, uh, come up all the time <laughs> and Drake yeah and Drake <laughs> should have called the podcast Ross, Jay and Drake so uh, <laughs> yeah I still listen in fact probably the, the biggest squeaky clean artist has to be Drake actually well, as of what came out recently, that wasn't such a squeaky clean image. I think a lot goes into keeping it squeaky clean. True. But sleeping, having a child by a woman and not publicising that doesn't make you dirty. No, but he tried to get her to have abortions and stuff. Ah. That was... Okay. And he said some things to her like, you're just doing this for money, not because we actually have a child together. Question then, sidebar. <laughs> Him asking her to have an abortion if he doesn't think he could be a good father to child. I'm not saying that's the reason, but let's say that is the reason, right? Does that make him a bad person? No. But it just goes contrary to what we think his image is. True. We wouldn't before that happened, we wouldn't think Drake would do that. No. You think Drake's a stand-up guy, he's Yes. Uh, well, he said it on himself and Scorpion and never thought he'd have a child out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's using that exact term. So he expected to have the 2.4 children and the kind of... Yeah. You know. And the Labrador. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dalmatian or something. Um, so yeah, back to R. Kelly. The only reason... I still respect R. Kelly as an artist. And if you don't, then you just... Yeah, you, yeah you got to be realistic. Yes. 
and that's why I can still listen to his music because if you just listen to how it sounds the way he puts sounds together is good absolutely absolutely it's the same way I can listen to trap music you know I'm not from Chicago you can't relate I don't really believe in gun violence but the way you've arranged that sound sounds good you have to appreciate art for what it is right yeah and I, and I can I try to do that but then I think what was R. Kelly's inspiration when he wrote certain songs yeah and that's the only thing for me because I for the most part I don't really have a big issue when listening to most artists um, and I think again the really big thing for me is he is innocent well he's, he's not, not been proven, proven guilty. guilty yeah you know so but he's worth about 150 mil so he can afford to keep paying people to stay quiet that's the problem but clearly not because people are coming out of the woodwork well, it's not like he can't afford it but people obviously aren't going to just accept it yeah it? sometimes money isn't enough because did you watch the documentary that they did on him I didn't know do, do watch it actually I should have watched that it for the podcast shows, you know? a very bad picture <laughs> really? very bad very bad Yikes. I probably didn't listen to his music for maybe like 18 hours or something. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, though, <laughs> would you say... You're not really a big R. Kelly fan, no. You just appreciate his music. Yeah. But I think because listening. I have to advocate for him, I come across as a fan. Because people go, oh, he's, he's this, he's that. I'm like, eh. I have to remind people of what he's done. And then that makes me seem like a bigger fan than I actually am. So do you think then, based on the fact that Michael Jackson was accused of similar things. If we had Michael Jackson nowadays, or he was still alive today, or R. Kelly's age and was, you know, didn't think, people thought he didn't think he did. Do you think we'd be treating R. Ke- uh, Michael Jackson the same way now? As we do R. Kelly? Yeah. No. No, in boycotting him. No, definitely not. No. That's crazy. I yeah. think we would. No, no, no. I, no people, Michael Jackson wouldn't get boycotted. If they got Bill Cosby out of here. Oh, yeah, true. I don't think anyone's safe. Look at um, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going anywhere. Like, all right, okay, what he did was wrong. But they dropped him quick style. Harvey Weinstein was the big one as well. That was a really big one. I don't think people liked him anyway, though. That's the impression I get. It was like... We needed him to get out. Yeah. <laughs> we needed a reason. It's like, right, we're sick of this guy. Let's do what we've got to do. Yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z no. pulled away quick. <laughs> the Michael Jackson thing. Yeah, that's that's interesting, actually. Maybe he would in this era of Me Too. Hashtag Me Too. Maybe he would get boycotted. I think he would. And I think there's there's got to be people out there who stopped listening to his music as a result of what they heard then. So in the internet age that we have now, oh, it'd be wild. Yeah. Bubbles would have his own Twitter feed. And if he was still around now, he'd probably still be doing things that are questionable for a 50-year-old male. Well, like when, oh, like the fact, like Never Neverland is flat. Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't grow up, did he? So, mm-hmm. so if he was still around now, he'd still be doing borderline weird stuff which you know not outright criminal on its own just a bit borderline weird yes and yeah that would probably be his downfall yeah so there you have it you see hey R. Kelly why not hey Michael Jackson mm-hmm. maybe hey strong word I don't know but I'm going to continue to play R. Kelly and I think we should continue I'm to play R. Kelly 
just stop announcing when he's produced the song. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a great song. Let's just accept it for what it is. <laughs> well, like that artist probably known as Prince. <laughs> yeah. Let, the, let's accept it for what it is. This was a uh, by Robert K. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you listen to our radio show, which I'm sure you all do, um, and Lou plays a track, and you hear him say. The artist, let's just enjoy the art form. You know, it's R. Kelly that he's playing. <laughs> feel free to uh, feel however you want to feel about that. Yeah, gather your pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is there anything else on the topic of R. Kelly that you'd like to discuss? Not particularly. Hmm. Okay. One, there is a song I like by R. Kelly, and it's a horrible song. It's horrible. Well, the song's horrible. Yeah. Well, the song content. Yeah, the content. What's the song called? Called Cookie. Jesus, Lord. It, it's not about. And the video. It's not about Maryland, so you, is it? No, it's not about Maryland. <laughs> He's not talking about the chocolate chunk from Subway. <laughs> Which we found out today that chocolate chip cookies at Subway are not called chocolate chip, they're called chocolate chunk. So if you're a weighty person, that is not an attractive sound. No, it's not, no. <laughs> I don't think there's any good that can come out on the other side of eating a chocolate chunk <laughs> cookie. Nah, that's all. Lifetime on their hips, lips, hips and lips. <laughs> okay, so... Okay. I've so, got a stance. Go on. Go on, what are you going to say? Segue to a different subject. Yeah, segue. One that's on the list. Yeah, speaking of chunk. So, so talking about people who create good music and listen to it for what it is. Yeah. Leo Cohen. Oh, good segue. Yeah. Really good. See? Okay, yeah. I like that. That's okay. Good. Yeah, Leo's on point, that was. Leo Cohen has said in an interview, I can't remember who it was, was it Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club, yeah. Breakfast Club. Did you see the interview? No. I've seen that clip. Oh, that's good. So Charlemagne posted it on Instagram. Yes. He posts sometimes a minute clip um, from interviews. Yes. Do you think the people we were talking to know who Leo Cohen is? No. So that's, we probably need to, a bit of an introduction. So Leo Cohen is a huge, huge music exec. Um, and music execs are not like A&R an A&R guy is someone artist and repertoire is what A&R stands for and they're the sort of person who looks after the artist first of all they attract talent and then they look after them an executive is, is more than that they look after the label so it's like a stable of artists really they look after am I on point now Lou? is that about yeah, right? yeah so I'm just double checking so Lou's, Lou's, gone, Lou's doing his Googles um, so. so you've got a few different executives. You've got Leo Cohen. You've got the other person who's with it. Three hundred. Um, what's his name? Can't remember his name. Black guy. Before you now. Anyway, you've got lots of music execs. Kevin Lyles. Kevin Lyles. Thank you. And again, these are very big people, particularly in hip hop. Leo Cohen has always been in hip hop. He's one of the people that invited uh, Run DMC out to LA, and various other acts I think Slick Rick as well and he used to run parties anyway the, the full information about him is on the yeah like instrumental in early Curtis Blow Beastie Boys Public Enemy Fresh Prince Jazzy Jeff Slick Rick De La Soul Tribe Called Quest jeez Tribe like so, the list is strong yeah so he's, his influence is heavy he's that guy he, he's the one that's gone they'll sell well bring them on board get an A&R guy with them oh yeah and by the way they've now represented a foundation of hip hop you know, I mean, can imagine hip hop without Beastie Boys. Or did you say Run DMC? Run DMC. Run DMC. There you go. You know, so a lot of artists, especially hip hop artists, aspire to be like Run DMC. Mm-hmm. So without them, who knows where we would be? Probably in trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot sooner. 
So Leo Cohen has said now he runs his own label, Free Injured Entertainment. Yes. He's now said that he would sign an artist even if that artist's message wasn't good and it's got potentially toxic content. So one of the things that he was saying is very dangerous is opioids. I feel like it's an education lesson now. Here we go. But with opioids, so, you know, you've heard uh, Future talk about... What's the drug that he talks about? Uh, oh. Percocets. Percocets and Molly's and Zan. Xanax and that's it. This is like a trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Name those drugs. <laughs> you go first. Whoever stumbles is out. <laughs> but anyway, it's the, it's the more so the pharmaceutical drug industry, which is very popular at the moment. In, in our time... Lou, of course we're still in our time but in our time people used to drink scissor didn't they yeah not over it of course it's a very American culture but they'd have like the Jolly Rancher some Sprite what was scissor uh, it was cough syrup it was uh, codeine classic codeine so codeine, yeah, codeine Sprite and a Jolly Rancher sweet yeah call it scissor and you drink it in a red cup Little Wayne's still on that scene as you can see from the way Little Wayne looks it's and very talks. effective <laughs> and acts and acts <laughs> all the above people say that uh, Nicki Minaj might be on a bit of the old opioids Maybe. Rumour has it. So, um, anyway, Leo Cohen was saying that opioids are so dangerous to the hip-hop, to the world, full stop. He says it's like heroin all over again. And Shalomir uh, the God then said to Leo Cohen, would you sign an artist then who promoted the taking of opioids? And he said yes, because you got to think about the art first. And then when he was challenged a little bit more, he was saying, you know, I've got to feed my family. So basically, he's happy to capitalize off something that's he disagrees with so strongly and thinks is lethal to the youth. Yeah, is that about right? I'm coming there. No, that that is exactly as he put it, and that's how he justified it. Yes. Is he right for saying that? Don't know. Where but do then, you, if you were an executive of a music label, would you sign someone? I wouldn't sign somebody who delivered a message I didn't personally agree with. That'd be weird. Is it a case... Yeah, okay, so let me just clarify. Is it a case that you don't agree with them or you disagree with their... No. Is it a case that it's not the same viewpoint as yours or that you disagree with their viewpoint? If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. So do I just... Do I just not understand them, or yeah. do I understand them and just disagree? Like, for example... I don't if, understand them. If, right. I think that's my thing. I've, I've never took opioids. Well, I took morphine, not on purpose, yeah. when I was in intensive care. Yes. Had no say in the matter. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was against his will, and he didn't do an album about it. <laughs> I, so... In fact, words, what I was thinking okay, is, actually, I, I, you just brought back a memory now. When I was on morphine, I was... Well, I guess it was just really high. And it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, I remember. Well, I don't remember so, was So for somebody to take that... Um, for fun. For fun, yeah, exactly. It's pretty wild, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so I... Um, so, I've, yeah, I don't agree. I don't know why you would take it and then go about your daily business or go to the club or record an album. I don't even like having too much to drink. And I think, what's wrong with your life to the point that you need an extra something to just get through daily tasks? Well, the thing is, their daily tasks as an artist are different to what our daily tasks are. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. 
so you kind of you need something I remember when I read uh, Keith Richards book and Keith Richards said he got into taking drugs because what he used to do is go on a circuit and you'd have a lot of the blues artists and stuff and they were doing tour after tour uh-huh. night after night and Keith said look how do you stay up all night and right, like, oh we take right. this so all of a sudden and then he, he's taking drugs he's on call yeah he's, he's all performing stuff. all the time yeah it's it's a very very hard lifestyle isn't it to be yeah a, I wouldn't want to do it nice. I wouldn't want to do no. it no touring every day pretty much different cities tiring all the time okay, you live in okay. suitcase just thought Go that's a difference he was an artist who took it afterwards some of these artists are coming up yeah already taking it uh, that's the difference uh, okay his was a consequence of they're doing it just because you mean Keith yeah yeah so these children are do- these. they're doing it anyway so yeah well I was going to going to say the name of some artists trying to think I was going to say Lil Perp yeah Lil Zan yeah Lil Zan I mean that's his I mean it's in the name yeah so his, and Perp is obviously purple yeah Scissor is purple if you I'm trying to think of some of the other Little it's all the Lils isn't it I can't think of any more Lils but yeah it is all those Lils can't think of the ones that are for the that are like pro drug use uh, it's mostly those ones well, even yay is pro um, drugs. You think? He said pop the Zans a few times in his lyrics. What yeah. was he, the line he said, if I knew he was going out, I wouldn't have popped the Zans. Okay. So he talks about, yeah, quite freely. And then you've got people like Pusha T who just talks about cocaine and drug dealing all the time. What's worse, talking about taking the drug or talking about selling it? As bad as each other, either. Like, I don't think there is a worse. One's a means to an end. If it's in the means to an end. Yeah. But it doesn't make it any better. No, no, no. no. It, it still is damaging. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, which would you rather your child be, a drug dealer or a drug taker? Well, neither. I don't want anyone to ruin anyone's lives. Just everybody just be healthy and be happy. But so, to, go, to go back to the original point... I was going to say, so if you had a label... create another topic there. But, um, <laughs> if you had a label then... A label, yes. And somebody was pro opiates. Opiates. Yes. How would you feel? Would you sign them? Would you censor their music if that's the way they started to produce their records? It's a t- I tell you why it's a tough question to answer because there's more variables to it. Let's say, for example, if this person was just a rapper and that's all they did, they just rapped, and I couldn't see a musical skill in them other than rapping. Mm-hmm then probably not because their sole thing is that but let's say you've got a person here who's a, someone like uh, Tyler the Creator for example Yeah. his lyrics in his early career were about raping women and taking drugs and he's straight edge so he didn't take any drugs he didn't drink any alcohol and from what I'm aware I think that was women. just to be edgy that's it was how to I was be edgy. so let's say for example this artist is edgy right and they're doing this but I can see that they have musicianship in them mm-hmm. and they've got something about them then and again, this falls in line with what Leo Cohen said after the, the thing. I would like to think I could work with them to try and teach them what's right and wrong and then take advantage, uh, not take advantage, but get them to bring out their true potential of musicianship. Uh-huh, okay. So I don't think I would at face value go, you're talking about drugs, get out. see you later. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, we've, we've all... I've been at a younger age where we've done things and got to an, a young older age and gone what was I doing I yeah. mean email addresses for god's sake 
Mm-hmm. I think we spoke about this on the podcast before. But our old email address names, our very first ones, we look at them and go, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah. Right. So people change. So, you know, if you could be the mentor behind that change, then that's what you should be doing as an elder, I think. I guess you're in a position of guidance, aren't you, I guess? Yes. But just fit, just signing someone because their content is what's popular to a younger audience and sign them for that reason despite you strongly disagreeing against that content that's bang out of order yeah because then you that is on the, the, the level of culture vulture yeah and you're just regurgitating the problem absolutely yeah without any care of the big picture mm-hmm. you're just worried about the, the short time goal which is to make a killing yeah. which happens a lot in hip hop it does you have a lot of rappers that come out with this the short term fix music and that's it yeah yeah I mean, we mentioned Lethal Bills are doing it every summer, so... <laughs> yeah, just come up with that repeatable banger and then play it in Malia. Yeah. Times seven years. Viva La Malia. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's how I feel about Leo. Because at first I was really like, here's a guy who's taken advantage of an art form to, for his personal goal uh, and for, his, for money and money only. And then when he went into a bit more explanation, I kind of understood it. You know, so... Yeah, so that's Leo Cohen. Can we segue this in? We can. We can. Go on then. I'm going to say. So, we've got Leo Cohen. Got he Leo was Cohen. a music executive. Now, to keep it on the theme of music. Yeah. Oh, good segue. Back in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so off the burn on this one. Wow. So, Should it, these on. days when artists produce music, yes. It tends to be singles. Yes. Okay, to give an example, um, the person I don't like, Takashi Six Nine, he's yes. a rapper, toxic he's, person. Yes, in my opinion. Album, no album, just no. keeps dropping singles. Yeah, with no album inside. Yes, or how it appears, there's no album inside. Yes, do artists have to produce albums in the era of streaming, where you're just going to listen to the track you like anyway? I think they should, but I know why they don't. And why they don't is because they don't have to. Yeah, I guess. And, and the, yeah. the fact, the cost of doing so isn't really, it's just not really worth it for them. And I reckon record industries look at it and go, why are we going to pay for all that studio time when really one out of the one out of three tracks is the one that's really going to make us money back? Yeah, And true. the other ones are just laying bare on a track. Some of them are just not fillers. to see the light of day again, yeah? Because the younger generation, well, you too, it's not a younger generation, we don't play that sort of music anymore. We don't play, listen to albums. No. So, because of that, they're kind of like, well, what are we doing this for? But I think they should because the whole point of an artist, they're an artist, so like any artist in any other trade or skill, we should see their body of work. Yeah, I was just about to say that. If it's produced as a body of work and it's meant to flow between the tracks across a common theme across an album absolutely that can work it should work and I think it's the fact that we now have streaming and we now have this singles industry that artists some of the artists that are able to be around today are there because they have the skill of creating something that bangs which is a skill in itself yeah but I think I have even more respect for someone that can create a body of work mm-hmm. I think To Pimp a Butterfly Kendrick's To Pimp a Butterfly is some of the best conscious hip-hop I've ever heard of, of a complete album and it showed him in a different light it showed 
the creativity it had. Uh, it showed the maturity, the maturity. It showed so much from yeah. him as an artist. Whereas if he just dropped one particular song, what do we really get to know off about key? Him? Yeah. yeah, and I like to know about artists. I think that's what gives you the longevity in the long run. That's what really gets you the fan base when you feel like you can relate to them. The thing is, the way people consume music, someone's going to listen to to Pimp a Butterfly, for example, and just pick the tracks that absolutely. they like. Absolutely. And just play those ones uh, over absolutely. and over again. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's sad. I think it's sad that people don't sit down and listen to a full album and go, you know what? The, the old, the new hip-hop term, it's cohesive. Yeah. It should, I, I like that. And if I was an artist, I would release bodies of work. I would do what Drake's done. I would release albums. The thing and is... I release bodies of work. Uh, um, singles. Between albums might be a long period, though. That's cool. I mean, Kendrick's album, Damn, came out... Was it last year? Mm-hmm. So, I don't mind a long way between albums. As long as what the we get is... The industry does, though. Is, is, well... If you're signed on a 360 deal, you need to be out there doing stuff. Absolutely, but doing stuff doesn't necessarily mean albums, does it? No. You can do stuff in between. But you can only train off the same album for so long. True. So you might have a two-year run by the time you start touring in Australia or something. <laughs> True. But how long, if you release an album, you're touring for a year at least. Yeah, at least 18 a year. months, my 18 months even, in some cases. So it's got a two-year shelf life. At yeah. the end of two years, you could do. You could you could bring out an album and do a features for t- two years and then do another album. Okay, yeah. There's ways around it. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, you because as an artist, you're not making money off your album anyway. If you sign to a major, no, no. And if you sign on a three sixty, the only thing you're making money off is your touring. In fact, they, I think they get a cut off your touring. On yeah, they get a cut of everything. That's so why it's called three sixty because it's go. all encompassing. T-shirt sales, merchandise. Anything your name's on, right? Yeah. Ringtones was the one, wasn't it? Really, with the yeah, yeah. Of ringtones. So you <laughs> so, know, shout out to Soldier Boy. Yeah, absolutely. Still <laughs> killing it. Um, but yeah, I think I think they should. And I know many people listen to this and disagree with them. Go, that's an old-fashioned way of thinking. It may well, very well be. But the way I see it is like if you had Picasso just did postcards. I never did proper works of art or Leonardo da Vinci. I'd be like, well, yeah, all right, it does a good postcard, but look at the big... Come on. Or like, I don't know, the artist who does Peanuts. He does a comic strip in the back of a newspaper. Yeah, that's great, but I can't put him up with the greats if he's just doing comic yeah, strips off in the back, the back of, the of that. Yeah. Okay. But again, what I, what I won't allow myself to do is be so fixated on this album idea that I will miss out on decent singles because I appreciate there's still an art form to that mm-hmm. there's still an art form to bringing a banger I mean for the most part the stuff that Khaled's done has been pretty nah but yeah he still gets numbers I don't know how me neither some of it is horrible me neither the latest album the latest track with uh, Justin Bieber and yeah it's horrible terrible the video's horrible is it just because he attracts the fan base from Bieber Quavo Chance the Rapper yeah it's a it's a culmination of all those fans listening to that record. Yeah, yeah. Which then makes it popular. Well, it's a perfect storm, and it? it's a perfect agreement because you've got Khaled, who is known for selling records, working with artists who are known for selling records, attracting a wide fan base. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just and and 
let's not get away from the fact that people like working with Khaled as well. He seems to have that energy that people like to work with. Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z don't work with anybody. No. And to get Jay-Z and Beyonce. On every album since what? In his last three albums, I think he's had a Jay-Z and Beyonce track. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he's got Nas on board as well. So he's doing something right. Well, he's polite, that's the big thing, isn't it? Yeah. He's so, not arrogant about it. Absolutely. But, yeah. You know, he's, he's, um, he's a new spoke, not spokesperson, but he's like the new ambassador for uh, Weight Watchers. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Hasn't lost any weight. Well, someone pointed that out on the social media. They say, for all the running you see him doing, it's like, you've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> kind of look the same. <laughs> all he does is wears bigger fitting outfits. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating, Khaled. That's not how it works. Yeah. So that's how he's I feel also. About. Uh, he also appears to be doing something for Crack Protect. Does he? Yeah. He's Crack Protect British. Yeah, it is. I thought it was. It was started by oh, I forget the guy's name now. J2K. He's a grime guy. The grime guy. Yeah. yeah. Yo. It was him. He's done well with that then. Yeah. He's done really well with that. It's pretty decent, the crap attacks. They've used it. Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got some. It's pretty decent. Pretty decent. It works. Yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah, so somehow, Khalid's are either involved or they're just paying to advertise it. Because he's a sneaker guy, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah. when I first seen that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, crap It makes protect. sense. It's a good... That's how you break the American market. Mm-hmm. Fair play to J2K. Good lad. Uh, okay. Next up on the agenda... Is our rapper? This is my belief, right? I'm not as good at segueing as you. I'll let someone go straight into it. I think rappers are more talented now than ever before. No, I'll tell you why. And I'm speaking wholly. I get that, right? And you're going to find an exception to the rule, but I'll tell you why. To be a rapper now, a successful one, Mm -hmm. it's not just about rapping well. You need to have charisma, you need to have ability on social media, you need to have other businesses running because you're not just making money off rap anymore. No, true. You need to have business business savviness mm-hmm. for the lack of remembering of the other word. Well, I guess you become a brand, don't you? It's more than just bars. Yes. In fact, I said, I said no, and then when I thought about it, I thought, okay, yeah, I might be wrong. For the conversation, you should let, if, let them on. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be opinionated. <laughs> I think if if an artist came out now who was just bars, yes, in the same way, I don't know, Tupac was or yes. Nas, yes, it's not going to carry, is it? It's no. not going to. I don't think Nas. I think I'm about to say something controversial, <laughs> right? But I think Nas is riding off of Illmatic. Do you think? Yeah, and has been for years. Life is Good was a good album. It was okay. Nostradamus was good, in my opinion. Okay. But it wasn't Illmatic. No, it wasn't. And it was more the mainstream yeah. type of rap. Nostradamus was when he was flossing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That had the R. Kelly gym, didn't it? That's a segue to <laughs> I don't think it did, actually. Did you ever think you could be this rich? Yeah, was that, that, think, that was an R. Kelly song. Damn the segue. Damn. That was an R. Kelly song. I think Naz was the feature. That's so clever of that. So, uh, 
this is doing his Googles again, just in case you wonder what the slight brief quiet was. But me carrying on talking. Um, yeah, I, I just think if Naz was to come out today, I don't think he would be held as highly as he actually is. You've got other artists that, but maybe it could also be said that you wouldn't have certain artists where they are if it wasn't for Naz. Like J. Cole. Oh, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, yeah. for them, he, so maybe you're looking at it. He definitely broke a mould, and that's why he has OG status. That's why, as you say, he's still trending off Illmatic. Yes. Because he went, you know, well, this is what people say about J. Cole. J. Cole went platinum with no features. That's kind of what Naz did yes, with Illmatic. Did. Yes. It was just him. Yeah. And he, he, st- have... he spoke about his environment in a manner that was very striking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just so you need you need eyes to do more. Like I've got Naz on Instagram. Well, I had him on Instagram, and he's garbage on Instagram. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he'd be interested. Oh, that was horrible. What did he do? Terrible captions, photographs of himself. There was one particular one where he's in the center of Manhattan, and he's taking a picture of himself. He looks like he's just woke up, and he goes, "Where's good to eat, y'all?" It's like Naz, man, it's just just stop. Me on the beach, like I know where you are, kid. Like, <laughs> why you gotta tell me? Where I you think are. when I follow someone on social media, I want to not. It's not so much an insight into their life. I just want to see what they do because being famous, being rich, you have access to a lot of stuff. So yes, it sort of opens your eyes to what Other else things. goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An just, education of some sort. Yeah, that's what I like about IG. That you get that. And when people do interesting things, like it keeps you. You know, in check with what's going on. Yeah, it keeps your eyeballs on them. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, I think rappers do need to be more talented these days to have to have a chance. And rappers are more talented these days. Look at when you look at all I the just clothing think of brands. All, I think of all the, the Lils, Lil Uzi. Yeah, but they're not like in comparison. They're not doing big numbers. Not like when you can. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about artists like Cole, Kendrick, Drake. Yeah. Okay. They have to. They have to be the so real much rappers. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about people that the kids are just listening to. I mean, we look at Uzi. I mean, even Uzi Vert. Uzi Vert's got more charisma than some of the artists that were known for just bars. Mm. I don't listen to his albums, I but he's a bit quirky. Well, there you go. But that's still something different, and he's taking advantage of that. He's do marketing you, himself. Okay. Do you have to have quirkiness in 2018? <sighs> Ooh. I think you do. Nah. To be new, to be fresh out the blocks. Well, what rappers are not? What rappers are out that are not quirky? Drake's not quirky, is it? Never no, Drake's. But then, eight years old. And he's emotional. That's quirkiness. That's quirkiness. Kendrick's not quirky. Mm. No, Kendrick and Cole aren't quirky. They're throwback. They're normalized. They're modern artists, but they're molds of the previous yes. of yes. the ones that came before them. Yes. The only one I can push the T's not quirky, but that's because no. he's the same. He's of the older generation. So he's of the new generation. I was going to say the person who's probably closest to Naz is probably Logic, in terms of somebody who's got bars but isn't quirky. But I don't know enough about him. No, I don't know about him. to put any meat on those bones. No. But he seems like a lyrical type of person. I, I think he's quirky though. I think he's quirky, yeah. I saw him on a um, complex do that trainer show, sneaker shopping. Okay. He's pretty quirky, and I was like, oh, I'm not really into trainers, but you know, oh. I'll, I'll buy something. <laughs> <laughs> I think he bought a pair of kangaroos or something with kangaroos. <laughs> I'll just buy some Crocs. That's all I buy. <laughs> that, 
That'll do, mate. <laughs> do you need to be quirky? Maybe. You need something different. You can't just be a rapper with bars. Black Thought bought an album out. Who's talking about that? Nobody. I mean, I love that album. It's like five tracks, if you can call it an album. L. EP? No, it's not an EP. It's an LP. No, no it's an SP. Short play. Didn't we look up what the what minimum requirement was for an album? Yes. I think it was seven tracks. Yes, That's why it was. what seven Kanye's tracks. done recently counts as albums. Yes. And I think, um, isn't it no. the Grammys it? that see that as an album as well? Grammys have a, a criteria though. Yeah. I think it's seven tracks with Grammy. Or it wasn't how many tracks it was. I think it was how long the entire thing was. Yes. I think it's 21 minutes. That's how you used to be able to determine what was a, an LP and an EP, like long yeah. play and extended play, for all you music nerds out there. I think that's how he got around it, was he looked at what the actual requirement was. <laughs> the bare that. minimum. Literally. What can I do for the absolute bare minimum and qualify? That was actually, you know what? You've just segued onto a subject I didn't put on the docket, but we'll discuss okay. it anyway. We are now a month after Yeezy season, right? Uh-huh. Which of the Yeezy Season collection albums do you still listen to? Still listen to Pushers. What else? I still do. None of them. <laughs> it's not done well, Push, it? Pushers. I have... I did... So, in Apple Music, you can um, download the songs locally. I did download one of the Nas ones locally. Yeah. But I've not listened to it. Maybe once afterwards, within the week it came out. But I'm, since then, not listened to it at all. In fact, I don't know what the song sounds like. I don't know what it sounds like. I like, I like, um, off Nazi's album, I go back to Adam and Eve, love that. I love Bonjour, and that- I like the last track on the album. That's three tracks off a seven track album that I go back to. That's not a good album. And, and none I of them. Myself, you know what? People are going on about Nas's album, Nazir, not being a good album. I'm like, it's actually decent. And I thought, no, got three tracks out of seven, it's not a good album. <laughs> and it's not these three good tracks, it's just three tracks that I want to go back to. Cop Shot the Kids is just. I'm sure I didn't talk to you about an album you haven't listened to, but I'll tell you anyway. Cop Shot the Kids is using a sample from Slick Rick. Yeah, it seemed obvious. It's a bit repetitive. Easy win. Yeah. But it didn't win. I just think, nah. Yeah, yeah. I like the first track. When it kicks in, drop the new cough on him, that, uh, uh-huh. bum, 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 that Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Really like that. Really like um, the tune that he did about Kim leaving him. Wouldn't leave. <laughs> That's what the album track's called. <laughs> that one. And what other ones do I go about? I didn't like to? any of them. Oh, I think uh, Kid Sea Ghost, part one, is it called? That's it. I think no, the, the, I, Kid Sea Ghost was rubbish. The whole album? Yeah. I didn't think it was rubbish. Well, it was a Cuddy album. It wasn't... Oh, yeah, album. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, it was a Cuddy album. Yes. Okay, so for those who may not know, Kid C Ghost is the name of Kanye West and Kid Cuddy when they perform together. Yes. They know that, don't they? They listen to this if they don't know that. Maybe. But... We might be far-reaching. Although, if you, got, if you got 43 minutes in <laughs> and you haven't turned it <laughs> off, then... <laughs> Ghost, ghost Town is it? No, not Ghost Town. Wouldn't leave. I need to hear this Nas track that I've got on my phone. Adam and Eve is the tune that you need to listen to. It's White Label, the one that I like. 
supposed. Oh, like, white labels are as well. The one I think I like. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, you said that to me. You went white. I like white label. And I went. Oh, really? That's the one I need to be to. I'm gonna play it. Will you play thirty seconds? All right, here we go. I remember now. How long are we allowed to play? Thirty seconds. Oh yeah, that's enough. I'm gonna. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to leave you. Da, 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 da. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. It's not. I don't think it's been a successful Yeezy season. No, no, not at all. A lot of hype, a hell of a lot of hype. I was there because Nazi's album was meant to be on the Friday, wasn't it? And did it? It did it arrive very late on the Friday. Yeah, because he, he couldn't figure out how to upload it. Not to upload it, yeah. And yeah, it's I was weird waiting that, for that. I was waiting for that. It's weird that it was in his control. If you're delivering an album for, I assume, is it Def Jam? Who's he on? Def Jam, I believe. So if you're on a, if you're on Def Jam, do you not turn it into them and they distribute it? I know it is a case of just uploading it to Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. Yeah. But why is it down to the artist? That seems a bit very hard. strange. What's the what's the label doing? Very strange. Well, that's what I said. Gone are the days where you turn it in now, where you, you you're just uploading it yourself. And I read an article the other day, actually. Yeah. Slight segue, still related. Nicki Minaj has changed her album a few times Hers? since it's been uploaded. Yeah, I've heard that. So she's like, oh, actually, you now get this single as well. So she's put other songs on it. One of them, she re-recorded the hook because she wasn't happy with it. What do you think about that? So in the, in the article, it said it's not fair for the people who had actually downloaded it. You know, some people who bought the album and downloaded it in the traditional sense. Yes. They will have the old version. But do you remember Once Upon a Time once upon a time do you remember when artists would bring out an album they'd bring out the deluxe album yeah and they'd have the single on that everybody wanted <laughs> bought the album for it's the same thing isn't it yeah difference is at least now they're streaming you can just listen to it and that's it because did, um, Kanye did the same thing with um, The Life of Pablo he did yeah yeah he changed that a lot of times in fact not only did he change it the version on Tyler, if I remember correctly is still different to the version on Spotify is it the Tidal version is the original okay which I prefer the original to the so where does it stop in the chase of perfection? Because well, this is the thing. Because in the article it mentioned other artists, I can't remember who, but they were unhappy with some of their songs. Some of their more popular songs were plays that they weren't happy with at the time. Tyler Taylor was going to uh, redo some of her songs on her album, which you haven't listened to that album, have you? Mm, no, I didn't actually. Two good tracks, I'd say. I think it's two, yeah, two. Well, if you only like two... <laughs> the no. ratio is probably not going to be high for me. Two out of seven. The thing that gets me, if you're going to release a seven-track album, every track needs to absolutely yeah bang. It bang really has hard. to. It really. I mean, Tyler Taylor's album ends with like a Chicago house sort of juke track, and she okay. just keeps going over the point saying, "Work this pussy, work this pussy," and it's just mm. no. <laughs> it's just I won't. Thanks, love. No. <laughs> Keep. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> you can give it someone else to work if you want. So yeah, so uh, nah, I don't think it's been a successful season. And I, I actually have stopped watching Kanye West interviews. I'm slowly pulling away. Just When's the last interview he did? He oh did no, he went, on, he went uh, on telly. Jimmy didn't he? Kimmel, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, know, I've watch, watched, I watched it. it. I've not watched it. I'm pulling away though. I think I'm I've done defending. I think he's mentally ill. Yes. And if you're going to a wedding in a loo, did you see what? Did you see the suit? Yeah, I did, yeah. Two, two chains is wedding for the audience, by the way. The audience. 
two chances wedding. He, that suit did you see it had the Louis Vuitton print in yeah, the it was, suit it to was, make matters worse it was Virgil Abloh wasn't it Jeez. it was Virgil Abloh's suit with Yeezy season whatever sliders yikes sliders at a wedding he looked like he was wearing a Louis Vuitton handbag sliders with socks that didn't fit him outside the house yeah the sliders were about two sizes too small that's so wrong man so wrong bizarre so I mean it, it wouldn't kill him just a pair of shoes on even if he wore trainers, I wouldn't have been so annoyed. If he wore a pair of his Yeezys, I'd have been like, oh, okay, fine, yeah. I'll do what you do. Carry on. But I don't understand. It's like Jay-Z. What's this suit thing without a shirt on? Mm, You're nearly 50-year-old, kid. <laughs> you catch your death. Put the vest on, at least. Sort your life out. I don't get it. Never will I wear a double-breasted suit with no shirt. Only reason he wore the sliders is because they're not out yet, are they? That's not a good enough reason, are they? We're all talking about them, though. Oh, I don't want to so You're right. We're talking but, about no, 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 just because whether you like them, them or not. not. Buy them. Yeah, well, I'm he not buying could them. Be, he could bring out a pair of Yeezy shoes, something that like United Pradas, like mm-hmm. an athletic-looking shoe, and that would kill. Yeah. But no, he decided to wear sliders to a wedding. And I'm not even going to go out of town on what Kim was wearing. Kim Statement. looked like she got an invitation oh, for a completely different party. That woman's a tramp. Jeez. I like... <laughs> Bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something about that woman. She's a tramp. <laughs> She's not a tramp. It wasn't wedding attire. No. It looked like she was going was to the wearing. club. He wore a tuxedo, but he looked a bit crazy. He was wearing a shirt, bow tie, and the shirt wasn't tucked in. All right. Pair of trailers, pair of shoes. No. A pair of trousers and a pair of trainers. Yeah, but you like, I think it was doing? it Vans or something. Something like that. Something. What are you doing? Like the ultimate though is when Jaden wore an all-white Batman suit. Yeah, to his to prom. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it went to his prom. He went to oh, both. Did, oh, did he? Well, <laughs> so good you got to do it twice. <laughs> so that was that. Speaking of clothes, are we tackling the Ralph Lauren front pair? Yeah. Okay. I see the conversation point, but I can't remember exactly what the points were. So the point was, it was really simple and childish to be honest with you. Like, you were saying R- Ralph Lauren's the best, and I was saying no, Fred Perry's the best. That was pretty <laughs> much the head and tail. So we were having a conversation. That's why I couldn't remember the point because I'm right. And we were talking about the Ralph Lauren brand. Now, if you don't know too much about Ralph Lauren, you just know them as the brand. Ralph Lauren got big by appearing as a lifestyle brand for the rich and famous when the truth is their target audience was just working class people. Um, Ralph Lauren himself was not wealthy. No. There was nothing particularly wealthy about Ralph Lauren, but the whole brand strategy was to look at something of wealth, something that wealthy people wear. Uh-huh. Hence the polo, hence yachting, all those sort of sailing, yeah. um, all that sort of stuff. Anyway... The reason Ralph Lauren got so big is because of the hip hop industry. See, guys, you see, it's still relevant. Good segue back there into hip hop. There we go. Um, and rappers started wearing Ralph Lauren because they wanted to aspire and appear as something uh, wealthy, doing well in life. So, what was happening is people uh, from the poor boroughs of New York were going into Manhattan, uptown, and stealing lots of Ralph Lauren from these shops. And they mm-hmm. became, they took on the name as Lowheads. And they were known for. Robbing no, Ralph Lauren not only from shops but from each other. What was it? Low Lives. Low Lives. L O Lives, not L O W. So um 
one of the big things that really got Ralph Lauren going was the Snow Patrol yeah. jacket by Raquan. Yeah, Raquan put it in his was it ice cream video. I think it was the ice cream video. So they had the was it snow was it snow patrol snow snow beach snow beach yeah. snow beach jacket that's a sought after jacket now that is mm-hmm. they released uh, it yeah 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 to the point where Rekwon said you probably need to yeah give me some commissary from that oh absolutely so rappers have really been pushing this Ralph Lauren brand but yeah Ralph Lauren is as far as I'm aware has never worked with a rapper. Um, never done a collaboration with a rapper never even paid any due back to the rappers not to rappers no rappers have continued to carry on wearing the brand but that's why it became successful because they wouldn't acknowledge it not like Tommy Hilfiger yeah I was about to say Tommy Hilfiger did acknowledge it yes and then the industry and the culture kind of shunned it a little bit yes yes but Tommy's still here yeah Tommy's still here but I'd still rather wear Ralph it's Ralph Ralph all day Get it, Ralph. Ralph. So Lewis is a big Lewis is a big Ralph fan. Lewis is all about the Ralph, and I really like Fred Perry. Lewis wearing double Ralph right now. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's not even intentional. And he's probably wearing Ralph socks, and that is not intentional. That's just everyday Ralph Lou. Nah, he's got he's got him now. Yeah, oh socks. No, no, not today. He's cheating on the socks, but he's double (laughs) Ralph. And I am not wearing any Fred Perry at all. <laughs> Shows how in love I am. Um, so, I don't, should we do this? You, if you believe then, Lou, you put your stance forward why you think Ralph Lauren is better than Fred Perry. And I'll tell you why I think. Fred, Fred Perry's a historic brand. I feel like Fred Perry was big around the 70s, around the tennis movement, and anything to do with sport, I guess. It hasn't carried forward in my opinion they've not done anything particularly great with style I've never walked into a Fred Perry store or at a big department store and seen Fred Perry and went ooh that looks great right it's quite bland you were supposed to talk about Ralph Lauren you just dissing Fred Perry but carry on yeah. that's fine <laughs> that's fine whatever <laughs> those are the reasons I think Ralph is great because Ralph does the exact opposite of that you see a distinct difference between the seasons you might see something one year, you go back to buy it the next year, it's just they just don't do it no more. Okay. It it rotates. So you like the fact that they And dynamic. probably the hip hop influence seeing, yes. you know, people like Kanye and people before that, like Requan, wearing Ralph. Yes. It's probably a bit of influence there. Okay. So I think Fred Perry has they don't change they stay the same they represent a, a mod culture they represent um, a culture of ska music very British culture and I think it's a it's a natural culture that's been created rather than Ralph Lauren that somebody's been tailored and you've got another cult, subculture trying to almost feel like they're getting an invitation to the party by wearing the clothes Okay. whereas Fred is like it's a culture all by itself very deeply uh, instilled in music and so you don't you don't need to chase the times you don't need to chase you don't need to be different you can keep selling those same things because it's so iconic so that's why they don't change and what they also do as well is uh, they do have new stuff and then they have a line called reissues so they bring okay. out all the other stuff they did in the past and they do that and what I like about Fred yes it represents tennis but I like the fit and I just like uh, how they have praised the people from the cultures that have held them up like they have a um, 
they have an Amy Winehouse. They had an Amy Winehouse line. Okay. They work with artists all the time. They have a line with Miles Kane. Um, I think it's the second year running. They do lines with up and coming artists. There's a brand called Thames. They did a line with them. So they're just very open to creativity. They're very open to other artists coming in and going, yeah, how do you see it? They did a line with, um, oh, what's the artist called? There's another, I can't remember his name. Oh, it's gone again. But they do, they do work with the artists, but then their own stuff, they keep very traditional. And I like that. And I think Ralph Lauren do that some Tradi- Yeah, Ralph is traditional. It's found its niche and in certain Ralph fits and certain Ralph lines do sort of toe a specific line. Yes. And it is traditional. It's yeah. timeless. Their shirts are very traditional. Mm-hmm. Especially like the blue and white striped shirts and that yeah, stuff. Yeah, very yeah. preppy. Very. They know, they know exactly what they're trying to do. Even when you go in their shops, they look like a, um, an old frat house. Yeah. So it's like a tradition to there. Because like, that's what Jack Wills and... Um, Jack Wills and his other brand have tried to kind of pull off of that but make a British a mm-hmm. British spin of it, haven't they? Yeah, definitely Jack Wills has. So I don't think we're going to settle on this in terms of who's right and who's wrong on that. No. But, I thought I'd but when's the last point. time you walked into a shop? Where sells Fred Perry? They have... Um, the nearest shop here is House of Fraser in is it? Birmingham. That's yeah. probably getting In terms of actual franchise shops. Yeah. Uh, Manchester and London, I think. See, that's too far. Yeah, that is annoying. Why would you not have one in Birmingham? That is annoying. I think because it's niche. But they don't have a Ralph Lauren shop. No, but there's one in Selfridges. They have a concession in Selfridges. And they have a concession in House of Fraser. So Ralph, does Fred have a concession? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. So because they've got a concession in, they've only got that's only one above Fred Perry. They've got it in Selfridges, that's it. And and we both they've both got it in um House of Fraser. Yeah. I'd say I would Ralph don't have a, 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 a store in Birmingham. Yeah, true. Like a flagship store type thing. But it seems like they Although the flagship stores are actually quite boring. Yeah, yeah. Well the, the one at Bista Village is well boring. That's the one I think it's Bista Village is what I find in Bista Village is they do different weird sizes yes so they'll do they won't do things like slim fit or custom fit it's they more than classic fit, yeah. yeah it fits weird yes to me obviously it appeals for somebody but they don't have as wide a range as say Selfridges or House of Fraser do yeah so it's different and when I went to the flagship store in New York I was actually disappointed because it was more just the toe the line traditional stuff yeah or stuff. the extreme high-end stuff yeah 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 so yeah. like the Ralph Lauren purple label yeah. which is the Ralph Lauren polo tee with no logo <laughs> but it's twice the price now I'm not buying it because of the logo the fit's nice and it's not made better no it looks no. the same well no I think allegedly it is there's some there's some differentiation but I wasn't happy I'm not paying whatever they were charging should be money do you, do you ever wear the you know they've got the two logos we've got a few different logos haven't they do you ever wear the logo with the many horses on? Do you know what I mean? They've got like three different horses on them. Three different riders or polo riders on. That's one of the... No, I only polo. tend to wear the one with the one rider. And There's the one with the, the, there is the one with the multiple riders, but then 
you might get mixed up with that brand. Was it US Polo Association? US Polo, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I was <laughs> And there's about six horses. <laughs> if I'm wearing Polo, you better believe I'm wearing Polo. I'm not wearing yeah. Polo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what else is on there? We're approaching that hour. We're approaching that hour? We're approaching that hour. Okay. Right. Anything else? What's the last one? Another one to take it home. Vegetarians. Okay. Hit me with it. So there's a lot of documentaries on Netflix which talks about the uh, benefits of being a vegan, vegetarian, effectively just not eating meat. Yeah. Um, I've seen them. Mm -hmm. They are eye-opening. But I do think they push a specific agenda. The argument is that meat production is not sustainable. So for the amount of animals we have to raise to eat meat creates a lot of greenhouse gases. Um, so it contributes to global warming. So if we all stopped eating meat, um, then we would be better for the environment. Plus it's only really the West that eats all that meat. So places like McDonald's and Burger King are raising all these cows just to use in their burgers, which turn out to not be healthy anyway yeah um world the world health organization has said that processed meat has been known to be cancerous so that's another reason to be vegan and being vegan or vegetarian has in certain cases shown um health benefits that other than just being healthy like it helps stop certain diseases like diabetes like even if you already have it you can sort of retrace it mm-hmm. and become healthy again um so what do we think to that effectively the problem is if someone says to me something's bad for you automatically i start like oh, maybe it's bad for you maybe i should stop doing it maybe i should you know call it time but i think the problem is there's just not enough for me to stop doing it. I really enjoy eating meat, first of all, but there is something that makes me feel uncomfortable that knowing something's had to die for me to have something to eat. I'm really detached. I don't think of that in the slightest. The chicken that's in front of me was never a chicken. (laughs) Chickens that run around and chicken on my plate are completely different things. That's the... I've I've got a real detachment. That's... And maybe that's good that you can do that. I I can't. I do think to myself, right, this was a living thing once and now it's died solely for the purpose just for of me. me eating. Just, just for me. Yeah. And someone said to me, one guy, I can't remember it was, a guy I saw it with, he decided to become vegetarian. And I says, why? And he says, because I wouldn't kill kill the animal myself. That's not a reason. He said, I wouldn't kill the animal myself. And so if I couldn't kill it myself, then why is it okay for someone else to kill well, it for me? Because they're professionals, that's why. In 2018, you don't have to. <laughs> Just, literally, we got Amazon, man. In fact, I had a conversation at work the other day that if there was a zombie apocalypse and we had to start fending for ourselves and eating off the land, I'd probably last until about Thursday. Because how much meat you eat? Well, and, and, and I'm not in a hurry to kill it myself. <laughs> I'm like, this is where the chicken come from? If it was, right. life, or, if it was life or death. Yeah, I think I'd adapt pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a hammer. I'd be rubbish at it. I know that much. <laughs> Depends what weapon you use. If you had a gun, make a ma- Oh, maybe, yeah. No, but you've got to gut the animal and... Nah. What, a lamb wouldn't eat? But she wouldn't. 
I'm not saying like shoot a horse. Well, I could shoot a horse. horse. I could shoot a horse. I could shoot. <laughs> I could shoot an animal. I just don't want to gut it and then cook it. That's yeah. It's actually for me. It's not the killing part. It's the processing of it once uh, it's dead. Ah, okay. That's the weird part. Like taking out its intestines and yeah, shot to the head's easy. Unnecessary. So, I, I I find I don't know. Not enough for me to become a vegetarian or vegan. The options for vegetarianism and veganism just aren't there yet. You're not competing with meat yet. No. They're just not. But we might have no choice soon. Because meat production is unsustainable. Literally. It's actually unsustainable. To the point that as the human population grows, we're going to have to find protein from other places, like literally insects. So soon... Because insect production can be... You can produce mi- millions and billions of insects. Yes. And you can put them into like protein bars and stuff, and you can grind them down to a point that they're still nutritious, but there's not much of the insect left, so it's not obvious. But they think that's how the future is going to go. But you don't have to rely on like um, insects and animals for protein source, do you? No. You can get it from nuts, you can get protein from uh, spirulina and algae. You can get from various different places. Isn't it different types of proteins? It's different types of proteins, isn't it? And you've got to consume them in extremely high amounts. Oh, right. So I didn't know that. I thought protein was just protein. I didn't know that. No, I think if you was to eat... Plant protein. Yeah, plant protein is slightly different, I think. So not peas are high in protein. But the thing is, for me, like, I eat a lot of meat. I eat two chicken breasts for lunch a day. Right? And so... I would probably... That's quite a lot. Oh yeah, I'm headshot. <laughs> I would probably consider more vegetarian options if I could be able to, if I was able to get a similar amount of protein intake. Yeah. The only thing I do, if like sometimes I love, um, they have these like vegan bowls, and it's um, bean chili. Okay. And that's like twenty, no, it's about eighteen grams of protein, and then I have like a twenty gram pot of yogurt. Okay. But I think well, it's dairy and. It's dairy that's still not. I don't know how it works out. I'm not going too much into it. But I just don't know. I, I could be easily put pushed to stop eating meat. I don't want to be though. But I could. Eat, I could be easily pushed. I think you'd be harder pushed than I would be. Yeah, probably. It's for me. It's about ease. Like if something's freely available and easy to cook. Yeah. Rather than an option that's not as freely available. In some cases, actually more expensive. Yes. That's a reason I wouldn't swear that way. Although, since watching one of the documentaries, I have been drinking less dairy. Have you? Yeah. Mm. Because... That, the concept of milk is weird. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, so the, let's take the, the milk that's for baby cows and yes. let's drink it ourselves. Yes. Because if you offered somebody goat's milk, they'd go, ugh. Well, well, they what, do, yeah. mom what, drinks, my mum drinks goat's milk. She drinks hemp milk now, actually. But she was drinking goat's milk before. Yeah. So, yeah, something that's meant to be for a baby cow to aid the growth of an animal. Like, look how big a cow gets off grass and milk. That is true. And, you know, never mind goat's milk. If someone said to you, oh, let's have a bit of uh, human breast milk on the cereals, you'd be like, whoa, yo. Not in a hurry. Yuck. Although you can get breast milk ice cream, can't you? Stop. Yeah. And I imagine it's, it's probably very good for you. But that's frowned upon. 
which is strange. It's frowned upon to drink milk from another yeah, human being. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But not drinking milk from a cow is drinking milk from a cow is perfectly fine. How's that? How's that not? Yeah, it's, and who did it first? <laughs> I always wondered <laughs> that. <laughs> and what were they doing? That's <laughs> what she asked itself, Lou. <laughs> I who always wonder that. That's true, man. It, listen. Push the baby calf out yo, of the way. I was like, hold yo, on. I'm taking me, some of this. Let me get some of that. Let me get a piece of that action. <laughs> That's pretty messed up. It's, it's, it's quite a bizarre concept. Yeah, it is. And also, so, you know, people who are lactose intolerant. Yes. There are more people who are lactose intolerant than people who are tolerant. Yeah, because they're intolerant. So, it's only in the West that we can drink cow's milk and not have a reaction in places like China and India like maybe not India but anyway in other parts of the world that aren't the West they are lactose intolerant seriously we've we've adapted to tolerate cow's milk you know it's funny you should say that because my friend Dana Chinese mm-hmm. he was coming out in spots and things and he was born on it's the oh, right, okay. character from um, Hong Kong and uh, he actually said that when he stopped drinking the milk, the spots stopped and all that sort of stuff. That's probably why. In his family lineage, they probably didn't drink milk as much. So he has an intolerance. That's wild. And having an intolerance is actually the, the, the normal state. Okay. Yeah. It's so we're mutants. It's, yeah, we're the weird ones, not them. Not that anybody's weird. And you stopped eating sausages as well? I have. I haven't had them. I don't buy them. Right. That's worse, though, if you just like get them from a, a vendor. Yeah, so sometimes if I'm late for work and I didn't have breakfast, I might just get a sausage sandwich from Greg's. Okay. But that's few and far between. Okay, fair enough. But that's only because of what the World Health Organization said about um, processed meat. It is actually cancerous. Jesus. See, I, I eat sausages. I buy sausages, but I buy high pork percentage sausages. So I don't buy anything lower than like 97 Yeah, I think it's the ones that have the highest shelf life. Bangers. It's not... If you was to go to a pig, the, kids, yes. the pig's not cancerous. No. It's the process that goes through to um, give the meat shelf life. That's what makes it cancerous. The preservatives. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, sausage on its own isn't cancerous. Processed meat is. Apparently, have to throw it in there. Apparently, there. But it is in the World World Health Organization website, so it's got to be based on fact. I've still not watched what the hell. What the hell? I need to watch it. Watch it. Watch it. It I need. I wanted to watch it. I want to watch it over you, what time? Because you guys will anchor me down. Yeah, because you're, like, you're. That's it. I give up on meat. I'm never eating again. Throwing out leather shoes. Literally, like, put all the frankfurters <laughs> in the bin. That's what I mean. It's like, I need, I need something to keep me grounded because I'm still up joining the vegan party. It goes too far. What I found. That's what going through, yeah. Yeah, it was good for like half an hour, and then it went right off the deep end. I was like, that'd be stupid. You got a bit far now. Yeah. I, you, I was literally on board. I was like, oh, wow, eye opener. So and first then, half an hour, could you? Yeah, gone first half an hour. Yo. It's really good, such an eye opener, and then they just go too far. Dude, that's just, this is why I had to watch it with you all the time. See that? Because you you got gaff. It's all right. You can eat meat. Stop throwing leather shoes out. It's fine. There's one of the Netflix documentaries that says 
that humans didn't eat grains or something. So even things like nuts and things of that ilk are bad for you. But what did we eat then? Well, it's false. I was going to say. It's false. So you got to be careful with these documentaries because sometimes they push an agenda. Because the thing is, considering our climate, the amount of foods that we would have eaten is much more limited to what we eat now because we have logistics and we're able to have things from other countries. Like, for example, certain fruit you can have all year round. Okay, you couldn't yeah, do that before, yeah, could you? No. And we freeze apples, don't we, and stuff like but that. But then would it be a delicacy because you can only have it in March? Well, I like the idea of having fruit when it's in season only. I don't think you should be able to have strawberries in winter. I think you can have strawberries yeah, in winter. You can. You I must be can. able to. I think you can. There you go. You, you can. Shouldn't. You must be able to. I don't think I... that's good. I the only thing you don't eat. have when it's not winter is mince pies, and I don't know why. That's, that's a conspiracy. So weird. That's man-made conspiracy. I don't get that. We could have mince pies in April if we really wanted. But is there certain things you eat? We're going into another one here. But is there certain things you only that's only Christmas? I tell you, it's for me. You know, match well, Christmas pudding. Yeah, but I don't even really eat Christmas pudding at Christmas. I do. But just, do you Christmas pudding? Yeah. Christmas? At my work's Christmas meal, yeah. you have a choice. Yeah. Christmas pudding every time. Yeah, really? Yeah. I've, I don't think I've. With brandy. I'm trying to think if I've ever eaten Christmas pudding. I must have eaten it. I don't particularly like I don't dislike it. It's just fruity. Isn't it just fruitcake without icing? No. It's it's like quite a rich flavour. It's, it? it's not just fruitcake. Definitely I not. I don't remember. If it was just fruitcake, yeah, I'd eat that all year round. All year round. But it, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to pretend to know. <laughs> <laughs> I nah, matchmakers, you know the little, little chocolate, thin things. Yeah, that's a Christmas treat. Don't know why. Twiglets. I don't even like them. Yeah, nobody else eats twiglets year round. Toblerone. I do you know what? Because I, I flew a lot last year, it stopped it going to Christmas thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, that's their market. Thing. They always have Toblerone in airports. Yeah, they do. Another little fun fact for you about Toblerone on their logo, did you know they have a little bear? No. Next time you see a Toblerone a bear. packet on the logo, they have a little bear because the bear is native to where Toblerones are made. Oh. Not native, but the, the bear is something they. Um, okay. Where is it from? Celebrate. I can't remember. I think it's a Nordic country. Could be totally. It sounds wrong. it. We don't fact check people. We don't need to. We've got Google. We fact check on the fly. Um, what else is there? Christmas treats. I don't know why mince pies are only a Christmas thing. It's Swiss. Yes. If you look at the logo, you'll see it. Do it at home, There's guys. No Get your Toblerones out and have a look at the logo. You'll see a little bear in the logo. It's definitely there. I've checked it. Okay. There's, a, there's a thing on YouTube or something where you can actually see like things you didn't know about logos. Okay. And sad people like me sit there and watch it. Can you see it? No. It's in the mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh that's God. right. Yeah, I played more where that came from, Lou. I saved them for the next <laughs> I podcast. I just showed them the, be- the logo, like, where's the bear? It's a mountain. And now you can't not see it? No, yeah, it's there. There you go, mate. There you go. You're welcome. Damn. This is where you tune in, guys. Little tidbits Damn. like this. <laughs> that's the name of this uh, show, Toad Their Own Bear. <laughs> that's the... <laughs> That's the name of the show, that's it. <laughs> right. We're talking about sober and logos. I think I think we don't live. <laughs> I think it's time of the bar. Well, if you're still here an hour and fifteen minutes in. <laughs> Is that how long we've done? Yeah. It's a good effort that. 
if you're still here, thank you for joining us. Yes. We try not to do this too often because we don't want to just ramble. Yes. You don't want to hear our random ramblings. We all try to bring something of substance, something people might want to listen to, something people are actually discussing. Real life conversations. Yes. And hip hop. Although people, I've been told by a few people, if you want to be successful, you need to do it on a regular basis and really build your fan base. Guys, we've got a job, yeah? Nine we don't need five. this to make money. <laughs> we just want to enjoy ourselves. We're not going to ramble. There's no point. It's a waste of time. I don't know what we talk about week on week. It's funny because we we, so, we drive to the radio show every Sunday and we have something to talk about in the car, but yeah, when it comes to picking a podcast, oh, yeah, we have actually, nothing actually. to talk about. Maybe we just need to stay silent in the car. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm quite on time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us indeed. Conversations and hip hop with Lou and Gav. Peace. See you another time. Bye.